Welcome back to Shit Talk Fridays, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. We're drinking. Let's fucking cheers. I can smell the tequila from here. I mean, is there anything less? No, um, because I've learned that anything other than this gives me a fucking headache. You know what? And shout out, shout out, shout out to Don Julio. I feel like I just want to put that out there because, like, we've literally been okay. drinking this on the regular. It's, it's like our tequila of choice. And, on the regular smegula. Uh, on the regular smegula. So I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Don Julio Añejo. Yo, Don Julio, what's good? Send us a bottle, please. Hook a sister up. We're guaranteed to put it to use over here. <laughs> You're getting fucking free promo over here. Yes, sir. All right, so let's get into episode 103. Tonight, we're going to be talking about advice from friends. Should you take it or shouldn't you take it type shit? Because sometimes just because it's coming from a friend doesn't always mean that it's good advice. Or sometimes when it is coming from a friend, it may be hard to hear. I kind of feel like. Yeah. And, and more specifically, relationship advice. Yeah. I think that's where this uh, this topic kind of it kind of dives in. So are you going to um, start us off, Evo? Yeah, sure. I mean, th- you know, this topic kind of came to mind because I feel like at one point or another, everybody's had that friend where, you know, they probably get a little bit too involved in your relationship, you know, maybe cross the line a little bit or at some point just feel like because they're such a close friend that maybe they want to steer the relationship in some way or try to be controlling in some way. Mm, that's um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that there's many, in many different ways a friend can influence the relationship that you have with your significant other. And I don't think that, that like, that's um, a far-fetched thing to say. Oh, no, I, I don't think so at yeah. all. Yeah, and so, you know, I thought that it'd be nice to talk about some of the do's and don'ts, some of the um, the unspoken boundaries mm-hmm. that you know people don't really talk about and, and kind of from our experience yeah and, you know it's from our experience and just kind of like uh sort these things out on the on the show and um you know and see how you know i want you know i'm curious to know what you think about some of these things mm, um i reviewed some of these questions that you have for me and i will say that one of them was particularly hard for me to answer but yeah we'll get into that all right so or- well, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, so I didn't want to cut you off. But um, the first question I wanted to ask was, um, what is the proper way to give relationship advice to a friend? So if you are a friend of someone and they are, you know, they have a significant other and there's something going on in the relationship that you have something to say about, mm-hmm. how do you go about giving that advice? Well, I actually would like to say that I just learned this more recently. You don't give unsolicited unsolicited advice. I firmly believe now, and I didn't always believe this, because as a friend, I feel like when you love someone who you have been friends with for maybe a long time, because a lot of my friends I've been friends with for a very long time, I felt like they needed to hear what I had to say when it came to advice in a particular situation, whether it was something good going in their relationship or something bad going in their relationship. And I was giving advice in ways that they weren't even hearing what I was saying because again, it was unsolicited. They were not asking me for advice. So 
I guess the short answer to that question is the proper way to give relationship advice to a friend is when they ask for the advice. And what I want to add to that, when you're giving the advice, I think some of the best ways to help a friend through something in a relationship advice-wise is to kind of ask a lot of questions to help them kind of get to their own answer. I think when they're able to absorb what's being said, when it's coming from them, it's even more impactful. And again, I, I, I learned this more recently and it was because I was going through something with a friend that I sought advice from another kind of like co-worker slash a person that I'm friendly with but they're a life coach so I asked them about hey I'm experiencing you know this scenario with a friend who's having some relationship issues how do you think I should go about this and the first thing they said was if you ain't if you if they're not asking you don't give it and if and listen when they want to be heard Mm. So when your friend is venting to you, that doesn't mean that they're looking for you to input your advice immediately. A lot of the times they're just looking to be listened to. And that's hard for me. Because if anybody knows me, (laughs) I'm not the best listener. I've been avidly working on that, especially in these type of situations where someone is just looking to be heard. Mm -hmm. They just want to vent. And... I feel like when I'm someone's friend and I love them, I immediately want to be like, well, this is what I think you should do. I think that that is a great answer for this question. Thanks. Um, As a friend, it's important to understand that there's a difference between someone venting to you and someone asking you for advice. Mm. And it's very important as a friend to understand that um, because just just because your friend is unloading on you something that they're going through doesn't necessarily mean that they want to hear what you have to say about it. Yeah. And as a friend, it's it's key to know when to play that part in order to be a good friend. Yeah, there's definitely been many times throughout my life as an older woman that I literally have called a friend just to unload on them, Mm -hmm. just to get off my chest a frustration that I'm going through in my relationship. And I'm not even looking for them to give me any advice because I kind of a lot of times already know the answer. I just need to vent because I had this I'm like a kettle that was bubbling and I you know needed to let it out. And I'm grateful that I have friends like that. And I think that that sort of dynamic should be reciprocated. I also had an experience that really kind of put that in stone for me. And it was a friend of mine that was going through a divorce. And they were venting about a situation that they were going through. And I came across and I said something that... I thought was going to make them feel better. And they turned around and said, you know, that's still the father of my children. I don't want this person to be spoken about like that. And that hit me to my core because that made me realize that 
what I was saying wasn't uplifting her in any way. It was actually kind of just like putting a darker cloud already on the situation that she already had. Yeah. And that was very eye-opening for me. And at that point, I was like, man, I, I just need to listen more than I talk. And the only time I should be talking is when they're asking what it is that I have to say. Yeah, that's a that's a great example. Yeah. I you know um, and I thank her for that. If she listens, she may know who she is. Yeah, I you know I've um, I'm gonna say unfortunately have had the experience of going through a couple of friends. Uh, I've I've had the op- the opportunity, I guess, what you call it, to see a couple of my friends get divorced, mm. and in those moments. You know, we end up talking and the last thing that I'm offering them is my opinion. Yeah. You know, and I think that in those moments, that was probably the best decision that I, you know, that I could make. Because as much as I wanted to say so many things, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe even give my personal feelings about that person now that the relationship is over to kind of like, you know, yeah, you know, like F them, you know, you know, like all that shit, you know, they may be telling me something that how this person did them dirty and I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm developing personal feelings about it because they hurt my friend. And, you know, you kind of, I just want to be like team, you you know, your boy, you know, or your homegirl. That's exactly how I was feeling. You know what I'm saying? And that's the route you want to go about it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's very easy to overlook that you may be still hurting that person's feelings by talking down, you know, just just talking down on the person that they actually still care about. They're hurt. They're venting, but that doesn't mean that they don't care about that person. And hearing someone's, speak negatively about that person is even uh, more unpleasant in that moment especially coming from a friend yeah that's that, that's exactly what yeah. the scenario was and you are 10 times better listener than i am <laughs> i try to be <laughs> I mean, i'm getting there you know I'm what getting there. i want to say out of out of a scale of one to ten i want to say evil's like a fucking solid nine when it comes to being a good listener i want to say i'm like scratching a six right now <laughs> so you know but i think you're doing a great job in self-reflecting and you know getting to know yourself and building that part of yourself oh yeah um and thank you for that i'm definitely doing a deep dive into who i am and what's going to make me a better human being and really trying to understand this identity that i want to have now for myself versus like who i was a long time ago don't get listen don't get it twisted the only difference between you and i um being list being better listeners or more listeners or however you want to call it is the ability to understand yourself and your own personal emotions right how can you listen to someone else's emotions if you don't fully understand your own emotions if you're not fully in tune with your own emotions and because i had this experience in my life early on where i really had to like get in tune with my own emotions and i understood my emotions that gave me the ability to when someone is speaking to me about their emotions to really tune in yeah. Because I, I understood my own. But for someone who hasn't really, like, you know, dealt with a lot of trauma or things that they've gone through in life, it's 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 kind of difficult to hear somebody else's emotions, you know? So, like, you know, don't, don't be hard on yourself. Mm. You know, I think, We've I think, talked I think about you're this doing actually, a great job. Thank you. We've actually talked about that quite a few times, how you and I both went through traumatic experiences as young children and how we... How we came out of it were like the polar opposite. Evo became very in tune with his feelings and I just learned how to bury mine. So like it like <laughs> developed us totally different. Exactly. Right. But then I guess that's what makes us a yin and a yang. So yep. ask me the next question. All right. So the next question is, is um, when is it time to draw boundaries on your friend's input on your relationship? 
when does the red flag pop up? I mean, like when when do you when does the hand the neo hand come out and mm-hmm. say no, no more? So I actually had this situation happen with a friend. I was going through a really um, I was in a, an abusive relationship, and um, of course I was venting to this friend and telling them all of my trials and tribulations of the relationship that I was in, that I was in at the time and when I had to draw a boundary is when that friend wasn't respecting my wishes about how I wanted to go about doing things so like so let me give you an example um the person that I was with at the time would have a habit of calling me incessantly like back to back um and let's say I would be in school I would be at work and I literally had a this friend take my phone and hang up on that person and I felt like they weren't respecting my boundaries even though I was annoyed by it even though I was being vocal you stepped over my own personal boundaries because one that that's my phone so don't touch my personal items because you Mm -hmm. know how I feel about that yeah absolutely Uh, number two as frustrated as I I was at that person at that time, we still we had, you know, we had children together and I still had to communicate to them. You had no right to p- place yourself in a position of this like power mm-hmm. where you felt like it was okay to dismiss that other person from my life at that at that moment. That was one example and that's when I had to draw a boundary of I actually said to myself I think I need to take a step back on how much information I'm allowing this person to know when it comes to my current relationship. I may need to seek a better source of relying upon giving my information to like a therapist or like a counselor. And um, because I, I could see how it was making her frustrated and it was making her angry because she felt like I was in a situation that was so unhealthy for me and she thought again like how I thought with my friend that she was empowering me at that point in time mm. but she wasn't she was actually kind of disrespecting me in that sense but I understood her intent behind it so that's when I had to draw a boundary and then the the other way is when your friend decides that because the information that they have received about your significant other they may not find it in the best light they then choose to disrespect your significant other when they are in the same presence i think that's when it's time to like literally draw the line and be like listen i understand that i have shared with you some really maybe bad situations that i've been through with this person but that does not give you the right to disrespect them because they have not done something to you i understand that they've done it to me but i in no way shape or form are asking for you to do this this doesn't make me feel better this is not helping my situation i think that's when it's time to say i understand that you want to be team me or team you know team gina like how you just said but this is not helping the situation in any in any given way yeah, I think that's a perfect example on on you know when it's time to start you know chalking up some white lines. And 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 to be honest, like I understand that person's position. Right. And in, in, in that regard, I understand that they think that they're doing the the best thing for me. They feel like they're trying to potentially hurt the person that's hurting me. Mm-hmm. 
And then in turn, what it's actually doing is making the situation for me even worse. Because then I'm more than likely going to go home and have to deal with my significant other looking at me like, why is your friend being a fucking asshole? (laughs) And that just brings more drama into my life. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's definitely a great example amongst many. Um, I think that once your friend starts saying, you know, you know, fuck this person. Yeah. I think if if at any point in time, whether you're dating a guy or a girl and your friend says, fuck that person because of something that they did to you, I think that you've maybe at that point um, revealed too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the point, you know, whenever your friend starts getting emotionally affected by the relationship that you're having with your significant other, I think it's time to start creating a little bit of distance on what it is that you tell that person. Uh, because at that point, they're... They're becoming emotionally involved in something when they're supposed to be emotionally supportive in any way possible. And um, definitely time to draw up some lines. Very well said. You basically (laughs) just regurgitated what I said, but you said it so eloquently. And you know why? Because I feel like you were listening to me and you were kind of like... yeah. you were listening to what I said. And summarizing it. In and my you head. were summarizing it, but when I was explaining it, I was very in the moment. I was telling you my answer, but I was thinking about the moments in my life that mm-hmm. I actually had to draw those boundaries. Yeah. You know, uh, another another red flag I think that where it's time to draw boundaries is when your your best friend or your close friend, or whoever it is that you're confiding um, about your relationship and to start they actually try to start to manipulate a little bit mm. your relationship in ways where maybe they're trying to like get you to cancel plans with this person or like trying to get you to spend less time with them you know those are red flags you definitely want to watch out for for sure yeah i think at that point it's probably best for you to say to your friend listen i understand why you are trying to do these things i know that you have my best interest at ham at ham what did I say? Your best interest at ham? Yeah. At ham. <laughs> at hand. I know that you have my best interest at hand. I think it would probably be best for you to explain why that particular action is not going to be helpful so that they better understand. Yeah. I think that's why therapy is such an amazing thing. Absolutely. And, yeah. And um, I actually just listened to a podcast um day before yesterday Mm -hmm. and it was with uh, Brene Brown and Viola Davis and Viola Davis said something in the podcast that I never ever looked at it this way and it was such an eye-opener for me and she said that she never really looked at therapy in a way like why am I paying this person a hundred dollars plus an hour to fucking just to listen to me and what she realized is that a therapist is a guide they help guide you through life. Yeah. And they help give you the tools to be better equipped to handle situations from your past and your present and your future. Yeah, absolutely. And I never fucking looked at it like that. I just thought, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm just going to tell this person all of my fucking deepest, darkest, horrific experiences in my life and how those things made me feel. And then I'm going to walk out of there and I'm going to feel better. I never looked at it like I'm going to walk out of there and I'm going to have a different tool with me every time I step out of there. And I think sometimes we think it's just okay to talk to our friends 
because we think that that's going to make us feel better. But our friends, not all the time, are going to be able to give us those tools to guide us. Yeah. Great advice, for sure. Yeah. So thank you for that podcast. And I highly recommend that Brene Brown interviewing Viola Davis. They were talking about her book, which I'm going to read that shit. Sounds great. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So uh, last question. Por favor. Um, so kind of going to flip sides of here a little bit. I feel like that this whole these first two questions have started off on some very negative notes mm. on you know red flags that pop up on you know when your friends have crossed the line and it's time to draw boundaries but you know friends can be great and you know and also aid you when you need to be and mm -hmm. so you know in respect to that what would you say is the best relationship advice that you've gotten from a friend this was the question that i had to think long and hard about oh yeah yeah hmm. and i tell why you why that? yeah i was about to say why is that well, because you know that I wasn't one to really talk about my problems. Mm. So because I wasn't really one, I spoke to my friends about very surface level things. Um, it wasn't until more recently that I really started to open up. I used to think that me sharing my problems or great experiences with friends came across either as me gloating or me um, being a burden. So f for a very long time, I didn't share a lot of things that were happening in my life. So I had to think really long and hard about what was the best relationship advice I ever received. And it's from a family member who I also consider a very good friend. You know what? I'm sitting here thinking myself the same thing and I'm agreeing with you in the sense that like my best advice came from a family member as well. So go yeah. ahead. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, and, this, and this person is, um, I'm just going to say it's my sister-in-law. Okay. There was a situation where um, we potentially, or I'm going to say we, there was a moment where it was discussed, your mother coming to stay with us. And I remember my immediate thought was absolutely not. And... I had a lot of feelings about that situation and I'm, I don't need to get into that, mm -hmm. but I think you know why I immediately was like, absolutely not. Yeah, of course. And I remember that not being very well received by you. No. Yeah. And then that same weekend, we went to go visit my brother. And of course, me and my sister-in-law got to talking and I explained to her the situation because I love talking to her. And there is something that she does that no one else can do. She like instills this humility in me. Mm. And um, we were in the kitchen and we were talking and I told her, and we may get a little emotional right now, but she was like, Gina, you need to be kind. Wow. She was like, and it's not for her, it's for him. You need to be kind. And I was like, fuck. And it was just so simplistic what she said to me, but it 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 cut so deep. Yeah, I can see how because it is it was the simplicity of <laughs> yeah. it that really like it was the answer was right in front of your face, but you were so wrapped up in what you were thinking that you were almost blinded by. Oh yeah, I was um, I was so wrapped up in my own feelings about your how i felt about your mother and our relationship over the past you know 20 something years that i was totally removing you from the equation mm -hmm. and she just like put you in the forefront of that 
just by saying something so simple and I will always dearly love her for that um she got you through that moment huh? yeah and I can tell you that there is no other human being that has ever been able to impact me so deeply with like empathy and like compassion because when she said it to me I could tell that it was coming from pure love and and caring and it came from such a place of sincerity that I was like god damn it she's she's so fucking right like how could I have been so stupid well, so, thank yeah. you, thank you, sister-in-law, for that. Yeah, shout out to Erica. <laughs> I didn't want to put her name out there. But. It's okay. Fuck it. I said sister-in-law. It's not like people, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that was great. Um, do we have time for uh, me to kind of share mine? But yeah. Yeah. All right. Just wanted, yeah. just wanted to double check there. You don't want to cross timelines here. Um. So mine is um. It's a little on the lighter side. It's mm-hmm. not as um as you know emotionally impactful as your was yours was it wasn't that big of a i didn't think that it was going to make me of, feel of like an that. emotional <laughs> struggle that i was going through but it was a pivoting point in my life where i looked at relationships totally different mm. and the this advice came from my father mm. and i was going through a relationship with a girl she was older than i was uh, i was very very young i was in my teens so I didn't have a lot of relationship experience and I was dating an older girl and when I tell you as far as a relationship goes she had me wrapped around her finger and I don't want to say like a sucker I just want to say like that she just knew all the moves how to maneuver the relationship to her favor mm. and I was just kind of like you know dancing along and I remember one day my dad sees me and he's you know and I'm he could just tell I'm stressed out you know and I'm asking he asked me he's like well what's wrong and I'm like, oh, you know, this girl, you know, it's like every time I want to hang out with her, she's never around. You know, she shows up when she wants to. You know, she answers my call when she wants to, you know, and like I really like her. And every time we're together, we have a great time. But it's like, you know, it's 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 always on her terms. Everything's on her terms. Mm. And he said, well, then stop calling her. And I said, what What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I want to hang out with her. Like, what, he was mean? like, what? I'm like, what do you mean? Stop calling. He goes, do me, do, he goes, do me a favor. He, <laughs> go, he goes, well, how does it make you feel? the idea of you not speaking to her for two or three days. I said, I said, I can't, it hurts. He said, well, you need to do what you got to do to process your emotions. He goes, if you got to cry, go to the bathroom, lock yourself in the bathroom and cry. He goes, but do not call her from this day forward. Don't call her. I said, he said, I guarantee you in three days, she'll be at your front door. And I'm like, what? He goes, she'll be, she'll be ringing the doorbell. And I was like, and I was confused, but I, you know, as my, my father, I followed his advice and I did, I cried. I was very like, tor- I was like so tormented by the fact that like, I didn't know where she was and I know what she was doing and I really wanted to be with her and I was fighting these emotions, but I did what he told me to do. And lo and behold, in three days, <laughs> this girl was at my front doorstep ringing my doorbell. And he, you know, he told me what to say to her when, you know, when she came said play it cool act like you didn't you know didn't realize three days went by you know and just he goes try not to show her that you care too much and from that point on the tables turned in that relationship Mm. and i was able to at any point in time if i felt like the uh the scales were shifting in her favor i was able to you know to counter counterbalance that by just letting off of the attention that i was given i was giving her way too much attention and i Mm. didn't realize it you know, I was, mm, and yeah, and you know, she just thought that 
you know, she had me wrapped around her finger and she can come and go as she pleased. She was older, you know, and I guarantee yeah. you that she was, I don't mean, who the hell knows what she was doing, but yeah. it was definitely the best advice that I ever gave. It, I'm, you just, know, I'm just imagining little Evo in the bathroom crying like this fucking bitch. Yeah, like I was so mad that, you know, like that she wouldn't call me, you yeah. know, and she wasn't answering my text messages and, you know, and I didn't know where she was and, and like, you know, and I'm sending Aww. messages with people like, yo, tell her, to, you know, I'm looking for her and nothing, no response. So like, it made me feel like she didn't care about me. But then when she was with me, like she really showed me that she cared about me. So I was very confused, you know. Um, but yeah, some of the, definitely the best advice. So any of you youngins out there Yo, listening, shout out listening, to, listening to this and, you know, you're in that situation, give it a try. All right. So mm. my first question to you is throwing shame on your partner to your friends. Good or not good? So or you just your overall thoughts? I think that this is a slippery slope because depending on the type of friend that you have they may not be able to handle hearing some of the some of the complications that you're dealing with when it comes to the significant other you know if your friend really cares about you and they hear that you're being mistreated by somebody that you really care about they may take those you know feelings personal um and in addition to that if you're like really venting in a way where you're cursing this person out, you know, you're like saying this motherfucker, you know, did this and that, you know, and I can't believe he had the audacity to fucking say this shit to me. And then, you know, he disrespected me in a way and I can't believe this. And he's like, you know, such an asshole and blah, 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 blah. You know, your friend may start feeling like, you know, that way about them. But see now the diff you know, the difference is that you're, you know, you're going to turn around and possibly make up with your significant other and you know you guys are going to move past it but your best friend doesn't they're not making up with anything they're just internalizing these feelings mm. and they're not going anywhere so they start to you know develop these negative feelings towards your significant others so i think it's it's uh it really depends on the person you really like you really need to know whether your friend can hear some of these things because me personally I'm a, I'm a, I like to call myself an unbiased person um, as to where like if you tell me something, you tell me you you tell me and I try to just to be an open ear. You know I really not to take try not to, to take what you tell me personal mm -hmm. because I want to be there for you as a friend. Mm -hmm. And so, but not everybody's like that. So I think that you know throwing dirt on your significant other is something that you should really be cautious with because it may turn into something a lot more than just you venting to your friend. Um, I think that that's great advice. But let me ask you, like, I, I guess a, a second part to this question. Then, okay. Because you said that you need to know if your friend is able to hear that type of information. How do you think you can distinguish whether or not your friend can actually hear this type of information? That's a great question. I mean, you got you to gotta test the waters a bit. You know, mm -hmm. you got to give them a little bit see how they handle it you know you really want to you really want to um kind of put that through a trial run or in some way you know and that's just one example you know just try to see if if your friend is able to take that kind of information because it's not for everybody i want to add to that a little bit okay i want to say that i'm really i'm actually here just look at that really quick 
Um, I want to say that I'm actually really good at an indicator of who I can tell things to and who I can't tell things to. Okay. And I'm going to tell you one of the ways that I'm able to observe that in somebody. I watch how they receive information from other avenues in their life and how they handle it. That's one way so to do it. Sure, sure. if they're constantly calling me and complaining to me about work, but then they're not vocalizing it, and they're not they're not dealing with these frustrations. If they are the type of person that tends to complain a lot, but doesn't take any action to help themselves remove some of the frustrations in their life. So when I see those type of things, I'm very, excuse me, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. I know that those are t- those t- that is the type of person I can't tell them that type of stuff because they're going to internalize it and they're going to carry it with them. I think because I do makeup for my profession, a lot of people have sat in my chair and they have told me a lot of things that I sometimes am shocked by the shit that I'm told. And um, I'm always very surprised how deep and open people are the things that people are willing to tell me. And I'm also very shocked by how how outrageous some of the stuff is that that people are willing to tell me. So when I feel this type of energy from someone, when they're just willing to go off the rails about sometimes minuscule things in their life, I'm like, yeah, that's... I, I can't share that type of but information. You're, but you're really them. shocked by it. I don't. I, th- I think Evo, if you were to hear some of the stories that I've heard, why I've done makeup on someone, you'd be fucking blown away. All right. Yeah. I mean, I can see how you're blown away, but do you mm-hmm. not see the um, how that's the perfect environment for someone to speak freely like that? Oh, I totally disagree with that. I would never. I know you would never, but this, you know. Why not would the, you be telling a total stranger your deepest, darkest secrets? Because you not you can't trust anybody in your close circle to even speak that way. Well, then maybe you should reevaluate your close circle. That of course, sounds, yeah, That absolutely. sounds like an oxymoron but to me. I can't confide in my closest circle. Maybe, maybe. I mean, fine. Yeah, maybe they should reevaluate. But for the time being, they find themselves sitting in front of somebody that makes them feel very comfortable and is doing something to them that makes them feel very relaxed and in that moment they just want to talk and talk to somebody that doesn't know them Mm -hmm. that they can tell some personal stuff to let it off their chest Mm -hmm. and not be judged because the person doesn't even know them i could understand why that scenario it's the perfect it's the perfect scenario um, for some people but that doesn't mean the stuff that they tell me i'm not going to be shocked by oh no i I, okay maybe i misunderstood what you were saying i felt like that you were shocked that they were telling you no i was shocked at some of the shit that i heard oh yeah yeah oh i can imagine i mean this is like random stuff that you're i know people who do nails people who do makeup people do hair we're fucking therapists low-key therapists okay yeah so all right, um, all right. I misunderstood. Yeah, I, I, okay, I thought that you were just shocked, like that they would tell you. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard some shocking shit. Yeah, I've actually been appalled by some of the things that I've heard sometimes. So um, for me, I, I pick up on those red flags and people, and I know who I can say and who I cannot say things to. Um, luckily, I have some really great friends that I can fucking tell them anything. So my next question for you is, how do you handle your friend trash-talking their significant other one minute and then they're booed up the next minute? That's a tough one. And, not, and a tough one, not a tough one for me, a tough one because I've seen 
people deal with these things. Mm-hmm. And this is why, as a friend, you have to be unbiased when you listen to your friend vent. You just got to be a supp- as supportive as you can to your friend. You got to be there with them through thick and thin. Because understand this. I know people that have t- have taken personal feelings and de- have developed personal feelings against their uh, friend's significant others because, you know, their friend is going through something with that person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I don't know, two days, three days, whoever, however much time it takes for them to make up with their significant other, they're back with them as if nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then yet here you are as the friend now, like, not only mind blown, but still very angry mm-hmm. at what you've heard happen within this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice to people in this situation is just be a friend. Okay. Friends, friends, you know, help you help each other up when they're down. Friends are supportive to each other. Friends um, listen to each other. Mm-hmm. Anything more than that, you know. I think you're crossing the line. You know, you're crossing a boundary that you shouldn't cross. I don't know if you could tell why you were talking. I like to have a totally different thought process about that. I mean, I could tell something was going on. Yeah. Because um, as you were saying it, I f- I'm going to tell you my immediate thoughts why you were saying that. In that situation, I think there's something happening in that dynamic that you're missing. And... I think it's really unfair for the friend that is unloading on their friend, trash talking their significant other, and then the next minute they're back with them, and then they're just expecting their friend to, and in your in your advice, just to continue to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the friend that is hearing the negative talk mm-hmm. should set a boundary with that friend and say, "Hey, listen." You know, you've come to me a couple times talking shit about John. And then in a couple days later, you're back with him. So it seems like this is this is the way that you function with him. It's hard for me to hear this type of information. Yeah. And I no longer can positively support you as a friend when I know that this is the constant cycle that you're going to be going through. So for, for my health... And for my mind, mm-hmm. I don't think that I can have you any longer share with me these type of situations that you're going through with him. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to be supportive of you. But when it comes to this, I don't think that you should share this information with me and maybe find a better outlet for you to do this. Yeah, no. Because I don't think that the friend at that point is respecting you. Okay. Th- that's, listen, and that's your personal opinion. And that's where, you know, you. You, that you know that's where me and you differ mm-hmm. um and i understand why you would why you would say those things mm-hmm. um but i wouldn't i wouldn't i would continue to be your friend i would in those moments test my ability i, w- I would put my what is the word i'm looking for <laughs> i would be putting my limits to the test as far as how much of this can i really endure and still be this person's friend like these these are these are the moments where you really find out you know where your friendship really lies how much of this can you actually take mm-hmm. because i feel like that that's it's 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 kind of growth for me as a friend 
you know, being able to hear stuff like that and not take it personal, you know, still be there for him. I feel like that, that in that moment, there was a divide that happened for you where you were like, mm, you know what? This has gone too far for me. I can't hear I can't listen to this anymore. Mm-hmm. So I am not here for you as a friend in this aspect. You said, like you just said, you need to find another outlet. Yeah, because I don't think that your friend in that moment is being there for you. Okay. You know, and listen, I think it's unhealthy I for respect you. That. I, I think it's unhealthy for you as a friend to constantly hear negative information about that person's significant yeah. other. And then they and go then back in turn and, and yeah, they go they back, go back to, and especially with especially even if it's a really bad situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling I'm not telling you to tell the friend, hey, listen, fuck off. But when I mean find another outlet, find an outlet that, like I said, like a therapist that's going to guide you because you're just unloading on me. That's not healthy for me. Right. And and, that, and that's and not res- healthy. That's and, not healthy yes. for my mental health. And that's and I totally understand you. And I and I respect what you're saying. I'm just I'm speaking for myself mm-hmm. that I would. Um, I don't know. I just have this ability to not uh, not take those things personal. I have a um Yeah, I I have the same ability. I can have my friends tell me things over and over again and I'm not taking it personal, but that doesn't mean that the the conversation is healthy for me. Do, do, I'm 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 like making a a, a very big difference there well, in that regard. Okay, so if something's not healthy for you, mm-hmm. you're ingesting it in one way or another, Yeah, because right? I'm because I'm listening to them. Okay, of course. Right. So but there's there's I hear you. And I'm listening. Well, when my friends are unloading on me, a lot of the times, even I'm really trying to be an active okay, but listener. Some, sometimes your sometimes your friends they need you to hear them, and sometimes your friends they just need you to listen. Okay, right. And so I there, do so both. for me, there's yeah, there's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Hearing them is I'm listening and I'm totally processing what it is that they're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Listening is I just got an open ear and it's just going out the other ear. So in certain moments. I know when I need to be listening and I know when I need to be hearing them. Mm. And so I feel like that in those moments, you know, I'll just be listening to them. Um, I just want to be completely honest. As we're sitting here and we're talking, I, I'm projecting on you a little bit because I tend to worry about you a lot and, yeah, the, way, and the way you absorb things. And I feel like you will put the weight of the world on your shoulders at the expense of you. And that that makes me angry. So when you say this to me, that you're willing to be supportive no matter what a friend is saying or the situation that they're putting you in, I always sit back and I say, but what about Evo? That That's my thought process. And... So that's why I'm kind of like pushing back on what you're saying. You a little can push bit. back all you want because you, the way you're processing it is the mm. way Gina sees it. Of course, I right. just said that. I just said so, that I'm projecting. Right, exactly. But you're not. You're not. You're. You're not. And you'll never see it the way that I do. You'll never. You'll only be able to understand it the way that you process these type of situations. Your your grasp and your concept of how these situations are handled are just through your th- are your through your own experiences mm-hmm. right you'll never know what it's like to process these things through my experience right yeah no and, i know and so based on that there's something that you're missing that i'll never be able to explain to you and that's mm-hmm. why you feel like 
I put the weight of the world on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the weight goes on one shoulder and it rolls off the other one. Mm. And that's the part that you're missing. Like mm. The lollipops are missing. The lollipops are missing. That's a quote from our daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, you know, but yeah, I just wanted to be like, I just want to be transparent. Yeah, I mean, that's like not, I was that's feeling not the first time that you've projected that to me. Yeah. Listen, what do you want me to do? You know, it's supposed to death do you love. part. So I like, I, I'm not love. trying to have you. I'm not. Ha- I'm not trying to have you exit early. So my last question for you is: How do you handle your best friend's significant other doing them dirty, but they still want to be in a relationship? Hmm. So I guess to give you a little, you know, scenario, if your friend comes to you and said, my partner cheated on me and they did X, Y, Z, you know, maybe it's like a really bad situation. How do you, how do you feel about that? Um, You know, that's, that's a slippery slope. Um, because I th- that that's a hard situation because I've actually had this situation is, happen. It is a very hard situation. I think that if if it's something that happened one time, you know, there's um. But what if it didn't, Evo? Well, that I mean, I'm I'm gonna get there, right? Let's start at if it just happened one time. I think you're you're, 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 <laughs> what you're is trying, real you're trying up. to pass go and go and not collect yeah. two hundred dollars. Um, you know, if it happened one time, then you know they if they work it out. Uh, me as my you know my best friend i'm gonna try to work it out with my friend you know and we're gonna try to be uh you know um, trying to coexist amongst each other but if it's something that is repeatedly happening Mm. um i'm going to try and have my friend's best interest at heart and that can mean a multitude of things depending Mm -hmm. on what the situation is but i'm really gonna try to influence my my friend to make what i believe are better decisions in the best way possible Hmm. um there's only so much you can do you know people are going to do what they want Mm -hmm. you know and if they're being done dirty if that my friend is being done dirty by the person that they're with and they keep going back to them Mm -hmm. then there's obviously some there's more than what i'm saying that's affecting them emotionally let me ask you a, 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 a two-part to that question. Would you still be around your friend's significant other? I would definitely try and limit it as best as possible. Mm. Um, Why? For someone that has just spoken about being like the supportive friend and not being, taking a personal yeah, being there, Being there for my friend yeah absolutely mm-hmm. it's not something where i'm like oh you need to like because i feel like some people will be like hey fuck this motherfucker or fuck this person mm-hmm. you know you need to leave them mm-hmm. you know there are friends that will say that bl- straight out you need to leave this motherfucker he's no good for you mm-hmm. or she's no good for you and if this continues bro like i can't be your fucking friend mm-hmm. you know like that's not something that i would do mm-hmm. um but am i going to want to be around that person no do, do i want to surround myself with people like that no absolutely mm-hmm. not so I would. So try- then, what do you do? What do you do in the situation of, hey, I'm having a party at my house, and my friend invites me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna show up for my friend. Mm. I'm definitely gonna show up for my friend. I'm not. I'm not gonna allow this person to come between me and my friend. Mm. I applaud you on that. Thank you. Um, 
because I don't think, depending on what the scenario is, I may I may choose to not participate yeah. in that particular situation. It's a listen. This that this is a tough tough subject. Yeah, you know that, that's saying? why I said I applaud you because I'm putting myself in that position, and I've I've actually been in that situation. Yeah. If my friend is still wanting to be, you know, with me, like as as far as a friend goes, I'm gonna try to be there for them. Yeah. The, you know, there are situations where the you know the my friend will realize that it's a complicated situation they obviously want to be with that person and they know that um i don't approve so rather than dealing with my disapproval or feeling my disapproval they may cut my relationship off so that they can be with that person yeah and then that's that's such a red flag you know and but <laughs> that's I, you so know, unhealthy and at, at that point you know you got to let the ship sail you know if that's a, that's if that's the choice that they want to make with their life then i'm going to respect that you know i'm not going to hold no feelings against them and like you know listen you know to each their own you know everybody's got to live their own life and experience their own things that make them who they are yeah. and if at that point in your life you know there's you know you you're at a crossword where you feel like i need to go left and pursue this thing and you know leave our relationship behind then that's going to be part of your life and your growth and your journey and i'm going to respect that that's a yeah. decision you made um but if we, you know, if you choose to continue our friendship, I'm gonna be there for you as best as possible. But if this person is doing things that are, um, that are bad to you, I'm definitely gonna try to limit the time that I spend around that person. You know, because I don't, I don't want to be around that energy. Yeah, and that's why I told you I think I would choose to exclude myself in certain situations. I'm big on energy. And I don't like surrounding myself with people that don't make me feel good. And it would be hard for me to put myself in that position when I know that my friend's significant other or ex-spouse or whatever it is has done them wrong and now I have to be in the same presence of them. I would really try hard. I would. But, you know, maybe out of five situations, maybe I may only attend two. Yeah. Where I know that. Like I said, I applaud you in that because I know that, like Evo yeah. said, it goes on one shoulder and rolls yeah, up the other. Yeah, you know, it, I'm, I'm walking there with a stank face. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to, um, I'm gonna try to save my friend in any way possible, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna, you know, the only way that's gonna happen is if I'm present in their life. But if they give me a sign that you know they're not really willing to entertain our friendship and they really would just want to be all in into this thing that they're with, then hey, yeah. more power to you. I think that's a great way to end this, Evo. More power Agreed. to you. More power to you. Yeah, and um, this was a really good conversation. Yeah, I, I agree. I was not expecting to get emotional, <laughs> but I also, but time. I also thought about that question for quite a while because I was just like, "Fuck, what was the best advice I ever got from a friend?" So it put me in a different place in my head, and um, yeah, so. I always enjoy talking to you. Agreed, likewise. I hope you enjoy talking to me, even though I'm not the best listener. I'm on, I'm on a level You're six right it. now. You're getting it. You're getting I'm better. Getting it. I'm getting it. I'm and getting I it. I hope that our, you know, our viewers and our listeners were able to get something out of this episode. You know, we really like to have these conversations and open up about our experiences in hopes that, you know, we reach out to someone and are able to guide them with our experiences and yeah. you know get them through some things that you know they may be struggling with. Well, we actually just had someone comment on one of our posts that said that this conversation was or our one of our past conversations was 
so positive and it had such a good flow to it and that they applaud us to the for having the ability to have these type of conversations where we obviously have a difference of opinion mm. and we're allowing the other one to really speak their thoughts. And I was like happy about that because like I said, I'm not the best <laughs> listener. I so I, I so when someone tells me that we're doing a good job, yeah. you know, having this conversation, I'm like, all right, we're, we're going. Well, thank I, you for that comment. Listen, Much at the end of the day, I think one of our biggest goals is to be relatable. We want people to know that you're not alone in the world and that a lot of couples go through a lot of these situations and there's a lot of dynamics um, that sometimes you think, oh, fuck, am I the only person that's going through this? And you're definitely not. So, you know, we want to be that person or that couple rather that you can be find that relation to and it be spoken in a way that is easily digested. Yeah. There's times that I've listened to podcasts that they have like doctors or scientists. I'm like, what the fuck is this person talking well, about? Hopefully we'll get I'm there fucking one day, lost. You know? Like sometimes I listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson. I fucking love this guy, but he goes into outer out. He goes, he literally goes into He's outer space. He's a fucking space, space cadet, for real. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, I, I, I get it, but at the same time, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but I'm just yeah. going to keep listening. Well, and, you know, and in addition to that, um, I think that it's great that people can see that in a relationship as long as ours has lasted, mm -hmm. that there are still many relatable experiences that yeah. we go through that are very common that happen in relationships um, and that people need to understand that, you know, yeah. that... I actually commented back to that person. I said, yeah, this is 20 years. Yeah. This is what 20 years looks like, yeah. right? Um, but don't get it twisted because when we press stop recording, I stop listening. <laughs> no, I'm just she, joking. She checks the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough listening for one day for me. Uh, but no, I'm just joking. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, until next Friday, until you come hang out with us again, and I don't know what the fuck we're going to be talking about, but this is Shit Talk Friday. We'll figure so, something out. Right? We'll, we'll figure it out. But until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Peace out.